Good morning, humans. This is Tuesday, January the 3rd. This is the morning I'm going to push out the cast. And I just wanted to come on, give a little introduction this morning. Um, I recorded this podcast yesterday in the afternoon. And last night I watched Monday Night Football. Um, I, I imagine like millions of others. And saw Damar Hamlin get taken off the field after receiving uh, CPR and... Very sad scene, and uh, you know, just wanted to come on and say that uh, that was pretty sad, and still thinking about him, and and hopefully hoping for the best, obviously. But wanted to come on and and let you guys know that because in this episode, I'm pretty psyched about football, and I even go so far as to say I love the NFL in this one, and I don't think that's something I would say. Uh, right after this, just in the nature of empathy. So just wanted to tell you guys that humans, but I'm keeping the episode as is, as recorded. Hey, those were my feelings at the time, for better or for worse. So good morning, humans, and here's today's episode. Humans, happy 2023. 2023. I'm Sydney Hollis. Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show. I'm recording this on New Year's Day, observed, that being January 2nd. First, you can hear this is January 3rd. First quotes here. First day back in the real world for most of you, for most of us, myself included. Today's New Year's Day, observed. It's the second strange day, strange day. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but yeah, the first day you can hear this is, is a, for a lot of people, that first day back after uh, a nice lengthy holiday break. Or even if you have worked the whole time, just that nice period of time when there's not much to do, some of the bosses are gone. It's generally, generally a great time. Now, again, I'm recording this on the second New Year's Day. Observed, why is it a strange day? Well... It's a Monday, which I can get I can get on board for having a good time on a Monday. Don't get me wrong. But again, since yesterday was New Year's Day, but it was on a Sunday, the NFL had full control of all the football on TV. And while I love NFL football, I enjoy college football bowl games on New Year's Day. I, I like it. There's more options, first of all. NFL, you just, God, you get one game at 1 o'clock and two games at 4 o'clock, or two games at 1 o'clock and one game at 4 o'clock. It's just not enough. Give me bowl games or give me death. There's three games on right now. There's one with a noon kickoff, one with a 1 o'clock kickoff, and another one with a 1 o'clock kickoff. We got another one with a 5. I'm recording this at 3.21 p.m., New Year's Day, observed. Whatever. I'm, it's, it's Sunday in my book, baby. It's Sunday in my book. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I've got a little bit of a gripe with a scene in Home Alone 2. Sid, we're still talking about Christmas movies? New Year's has come and gone. That's true. But I'm a 12 days of Christmas head. You know, the second day being the 26th, the last day being January 5th, 
fill in the numbers from there. Here's what I like about it. One, it takes me all the way through to New Year's, which I know a lot of people do that. There's some, there's some people out there that throw the tree out on the 26th. Hell, there's probably some people out there that throw the tree out on the 25th. I like lighting up the tree. <laughs> well, there's one tree I like lighting up most days of the year. But I like lighting up the tree all the way through New Year's. And then give me the 12 days of Christmas. Take me through to the 5th. By then, especially January 2nd, of course, today's New Year's Day observed. But a lot most years, January 2nd, January 3rd, January 4th, January 5th, I'm kind of alone in it. Kind of a last man standing. It lets me peacefully say goodbye to the holiday season until another year. So I've got a gripe about a scene in Home Alone 2. And, well, it's only fitting. You know, I'm positive. You guys know me. I'm Mr. Positivity. You come here to feel good, to put a smile on your face, for your daily affirmations. Nothing negative here. No gripes here, usually. And since Christmas Day has come and gone, since New Year's Day, and by the time you hear this, New Year's Day observed will have come and gone. I reserve the right to now be negative about what some people call a Christmas classic, Home Alone 2. We're also going to talk a little light beer and an opinion that might surprise you. It's got me up nights. That's the truth. And I have a new men's blouse to report. Actually, two new men's blouses to support. To, to support? To report. I have two new men's blouses to report. If you're new to the show, welcome. It's 2023. Me and the humans are happy to have you here. Here's the deal. We're on the lookout for men's blouses in cinema. Blousy, billowy men's shirts. We've got a great collection. A quilt in our minds, if you will. So you submit, you can submit a men's blouse in cinema. I will decide if it makes the cut. And if you if you submit one and it, it we approve it, I approve it, you get a Sid Buck. We can learn more about Sid Bucks as the year goes on. And it becomes part of the quilt in our mind. And this qu quilt includes, but is not limited to, Patrick Swayze's beautiful maroon shirt and ghost. Tom Skerritt's billowy number towards the end of Top Gun. Bud Fox in Wall Street in the beach scene. Randall Floyd in Dazed and Confused. Kevin Klein in the Pirates of Penzance. We took a departure from the big screen and went to the small screen. Ted Danson in Cheers has a nice men's blouse on. I think there are more. Forgive me, humans. I'm just kind of rattling this off. But if you're curious, if you're curious about men's blouses, we really, really break it down and define it some in episode 95 with my old comrade, Brady O'Callaghan. So if you want a little bit more clarification on men's blouses, episode 95 with Brady O'Callaghan. Nevertheless, I have two men's blouses that I spied over the weekend and want to add to our quilt. Oh, and how can I forget... The movie, the movie The Patriot, the villain. The villain in the movie The Patriot. Of course, Heath Ledger and Mel Gibson's characters also have some stunning blouses, but I think we landed on the... The one that got on the quilt from that was the... Uh, was the villain from the movie The Patriot. 
Thank you, Brendan and Savannah, for uh, sending that one in. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, this sounds a lot like the puffy shirt in Seinfeld. Well, you're not wrong, but it's kind of low-hanging fruit. And also, if you're new to the show, you might think, wow, I'm just patting myself on the back for thinking of that. Well, Mark McGrath thought of it, too. We like Mark McGrath around here, but just pointing it out that Sugar Ray himself thought of that one first. Okay, so Home Alone 2. Now, Home Alone, to me, a classic. I make an effort to watch it every year. Love the music, love the decor, love the warm, fuzzy feeling it gives me. Home Alone 2, in recent years, I've decided I'm, it, I'm not as much of a Home Alone 2 head. That's fine. If it's on, I'll still give it a watch. But there's a scene that really bugs me. It's at the toy store when uh, Kevin encounters Mr. Duncan of Duncan's toy chest. Let's just give you a little of that audio real quick. I'm going to let you select an object from that tree that you can take home with you. Free? Free? I make a suggestion. Okay. Take the turtle doves. I could have two? Well, two turtle doves. And I tell you what you do. You keep one, and you give the other one to a very special person. You see, turtle doves are a symbol of friendship and love. Now, as long as each of you have your turtle dove, you'll be friends forever. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah, none of us knew it, Kevin, because it's made up. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Take two turtle doves. You see, if you take the two turtle doves... The turtle doves. The turtle doves. If you take the two turtle doves, you can give the other one to someone special. The turtle doves. The turtle doves. The turtle doves. Listen, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. This is just flimsy. Okay, we gotta have some bond for him to have with the bird lady, so that it feels just like him having the bond with the salt guy in the first one. And they're gonna they're just gonna wedge in this made up nonsense about giving one turtle dove to someone else. I've never heard of that before. That's the most honest line in the whole movie because no one's ever heard of it before. <laughs> I've gotten upset about that movie all season long and it feels good to let it out, humans. The turtle doves. The turtle doves. Humans, if you'd like to respond to that, if you praise me, if you think that I'm way off my rocker, if I've upset you, because Home Alone 2 is one of your favorites. God forbid you're someone that thinks that one's better than the first one. Let me know. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Send a voice. Send a regular old typed email. Knock yourselves out. Also, just a quick side note here. It's Harry Potter. Is doing like a Harry Potter marathon on New Year's Day. Is that a thing? I just noticed it was like on one of the channels yesterday. And I feel like I noticed that last year. Is that, is that a thing people do? Are there New Year's Day pot, P-O-T-T, heads? Let me know. Listen to the line at sydneyhollishow.com. Okay, folks. You know I'm a light beer guy.
I was a Coors man for a long time. Now I'm a Bud Light guy these days. Whatever. Now, of course, years and years ago, when Anheuser-Busch went from being an American company to selling out to an international conglomerate, I was upset. I was among the many that were upset. And I decided I would boycott Budweiser and their products because of that. And that lasted all of a couple of weeks. It lasted right up until I went to a bar and they were having like $3 Bud Lights and everything else was like six or seven bucks. And I was like, okay, I stayed strong as long as I could. Anyway, whatever. So it, it disappoints me that Bud and now Coors as well, you know, they're part of these part of these international conglomerates. Those are supposed to be American beers where I'm from. Of course, we're living in the era of the craft beer boom. So there's plenty of American choices to choose from. So I'm still figuring out what my gripe is here. Still figuring out what my gripe is here. But there's there's these light beer companies out there that are sort of like supposed to be like alt light beers, hipster light beers, counterculture light beers. And I don't know where I come out on them. On one hand, she'd be like, Sid, no brainer, man. You like light beer. You don't want to support these international conglomerates. What's the problem? And so for that reason, I guess I should be on board. But then I don't know. There's something about the marketing. I don't know. An example would be Montucky, 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 like Kentucky with M-O-N, Montucky Cold Snacks. That's one of these light beers. They're fun. They're fun, but I don't know. Something about it just, it rubs me the wrong way. Now, this is getting off the topic of beer here, or off the category of beer here, but there's a seltzer brand out there called Happy Dad. Mont Montucky Cold Snacks. Maybe it's the fact that they're calling beer cold snacks. Maybe that's what upsets me. Because to me, a cold snack would be like a nice cold shrimp dip <laughs> and happy dad it's the people that i've seen drinking happy dad that maybe have upset me and just that quote unquote dad humor is in for being like oh i'll see how i'll be lamer than you dad humor so just to call something happy dad i don't know it bugs me it just bugs me <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I've pounded a few of these Montucky cold snacks, but yeah. Alt, I mean, it, here's the other thing. IPAs, you know, plaid, beards, we know that stereotype. We've seen the advertisers mock that. So I don't know if this is just supposed to be alt. This is another way of doing beer the alt way. It's not, it's not your typical... By the pool light beer. We're different. Is that what it is? Shouldn't I be excited about that? You know, not my, my not my most formulated opinion, but it's it's bugging me, it's sticking out, and maybe you humans can help me with it. Listener line SydneyHollishow.com. And while we're on the topic, I was told by a beer expert over the summer. What makes a beer expert? Well, a guy that owns a beer shop. So this is a beer professional, perhaps. 
that uh, Pilsners, flavorful, robust Pilsners, that's the new thing. You know, IBA, IPA has had its grasp on the beer universe for a long time. Flavorful, robust Pilsners, those are the next big thing. Heard this over the summer. Haven't seen too much evidence of it. So if you happen to notice that, let us know. I'll keep you guys informed. Getting back to these alt-light beers, though, uh, I'm drawing a bit of a blank, but yeah, I mean, help me out here, humans. What are some other nouveau alt-light beers? And you know, I'm leaving Session IPAs out of the conversation here because I happen to like Session IPAs a lot. It's flavor, it's drinkability, what's not to love? Okay, humans. On to blouse time, men's blouses in cinema time. But before we do, full disclosure, I took a pause from recording to watch the last, uh, let's say, 10 minutes of the Cotton Bowl featuring the Tulane Green Wave versus the Southern California Trojans. What a finish. If anyone was watching that, that was a lot of fun. Love seeing the Trojans lose. Uh, I'm generally a USC hater. And, you know, it's kind of fun to pull for the Green Wave. You know, they, they're they mostly harmless. <laughs> so it's good. nice to see them win. What a game. What a finish. Boy, they kept showing that one gaggle of Tulane fans there in Dallas. And um, without getting too creepy about it, they were an attractive bunch. Okay, men's blouses in cinema. I want to thank Chris, Chris in New York, Chris in Brooklyn, Chris Howe, our boy, friend of the cast. I want to thank him because when he submitted Bud Fox, that's Charlie Sheen's character from Wall Street, specifically in the beach scene, where he's out there with Daryl Hannah, and he's got a larger-than-life cell phone, Chris not only submitted the blouse, but pointed out that his pants were blousey as well. He likened them to a sail. And Chris, thank you for that, because my next two blouse submissions are pants. And I don't think I would have opened my eyes to that without that. So thank you, Chris. Over the weekend, I found myself Starting the movie Roadhouse, starring Patrick Swayze. No surprise there. You guys know I'm a Swayze head. You maybe even did eye rolls individually all over the United States and internationally. When I brought up Roadhouse, you're probably like, oh, we know Sid's a Swayze head. This is a slam dunk. I started Roadhouse, but I decided I wasn't in the mood for it. But that I still got about two minutes in. And in the opening scene, before he goes to the double deuce, he's like working at a bar in, I would assume, Los Angeles. but somewhere. And the pair of pants he's wearing are billowing. Pleats for days, but just like swooshy. I mean, swooshy is the only word I can even think of. You could do some swashbuckling in this pair of pants. 
They definitely qualify as a men's blouse, pants edition. And yeah, it's they're just these white, more than an eggshell, more than an eggshell, uh, in terms of shade. So just a touch off white, but not quite khaki, not quite khaki, but somewhere in between light khaki and white. Pleats for days, pleats so deep that that it's you can't even tell where the pants are just folding while he's walking and it goes almost down to his knee a great look he's wearing kind of a blousey shirt a nice blousey blue short sleeve shirt with just an inch roll up that tough kind of roll up you do on the sleeves he just kind of does the bottom of the hem there maybe one or two roll ups but it's the pants I'm submitting here and, you know, pushing all the way through since I am the judge, jury, and executioner of men's blouses. Just an off-white number. They are just... And he's wearing them a little high. He's wearing the trousers a bit high. There's so much room there. You could do yoga in this pant. You could bicycle comfortably in this pant, not have any bunching up in the crotch area. Although you may want to be careful downstairs, something might get caught in the chain, leg-wise. You could go climbing in these, you could dance in these. This is a beautiful pant, a functional pant, a definitely a men's blouse pants edition. Sid, you're painting me a pretty big picture, but I'd love to see it, and I just don't have the time to watch Roadhouse right now. Well, go to your favorite time waster, sydneyhollishow.com. Look for the tab, Men's Blouses Pants Edition, and you will see this gorgeous pair of pants, blousey pants. I'm wearing some jeans that are, they're pretty loose. They're not skater jeans by any means, but ah, jeans are just uncomfortable. These pants look like he's wearing nothing at all. Couldn't be more jealous. Swayze in the beginning of Roadhouse when he's in his L.A. look, his club look. He's bouncing in a club before he goes to the double deuce. That's one pair. Mark it. Humans. Let me set the stage for you for this Moon's Blouse submission. Last night was New Year's night official. Today, New Year's Day observed. I was very hungover yesterday. One of those hangovers that you never quite rattle. Woke up at 9.30 in the morning, head pounding, couldn't shake it, uh, fast food to go, couldn't shake it, a nap after Wendy's, I'll just go ahead and say it, Wendy's home delivery, couldn't shake it, a nap after Wendy's home delivery, couldn't shake it. <sighs> Sometime around six in the evening, it was like, all right, time for a little hair of the dog. Couldn't really beat it with the hair of the dog either. It was just sort of mind-numbingly surfing the channels. I was at a friend's house. She put on Bad Boys. You know, it was just on one of the cable channels. I was listening to some light jazz. So we had light jazz and bad boys with the sound barely on. Excited from the hangover, not terrible. Not terrible. But something caught my eye. 
Will Smith at the police station in the beginning, he's also wearing a pretty blousy pair of pants. They're also sort of a khaki, let's say an homage to khakis. Very pleated. Like, so billowy and pleated. There's a perfect profile shot of him where we're just getting, you know, he's looking, let's say he's looking to three o'clock. He's just looking exactly to his left. And there is a pleat that runs from his hip all the way down to where you can't see his pants anymore, but it would go to his knee at least. And there's a second pleat right behind it. This is a pleat exactly at his three o'clock, his right hand. If his right hand was at his side, there's a perfect pleat at the 90 degree angle there. And there's another one behind it, deep pleated, loose khakis, you know, tight waist. And forgive the sound of my mouse. I'm just trying to get a better look at these. Blousy. Blou not, not every pleated pair of pants is a men's blouse, but I mean, my God. These things are loose as a goose. They just, they fall straight down. I'm going to include three photos of these because it's not the best photos, not the best angle. Three photos of these. They will also live in the tab on sydneyhollishow.com. Men's blouses, pants edition. Not to be grotesque here, but Will Smith's butt's kind of sticking out the way that a butt does. And instead of scooping back in the way things do in a loose fitting, or excuse me, in a tight fitting pair of pants, they just fall straight down. That's how loose this fabric is, just straight down. This may as well be a dress of pants. Now that's a men's blouse of pants. Will Smith in Bad Boys Part 1, Mike Lowry. Folks, those are my two New Year's Day blouse submissions. Men's blouse submissions in cinema. Now you're always welcome to submit a men's blouse. We prefer audio here. Just record into the Voice Memo app on your smartphone. Hit the share button and email it to listenerline at sydneyhollishow.com. If you're timid, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you if you decide voice isn't your thing, you can type it up and send it in. Well, we'll take either. We'll take either. Obviously, audio is a little more fun. This is an audio medium. But not everyone's there. Not everyone wants to share. Maybe you're not always in that situation. We don't judge. We don't judge here at the Sydney Hall Show. Okay, humans, here's the deal. It's uh, January 3rd, the first day you're able to hear this. Of course, the College Football National Championship is coming up next Monday night. Monday, January 9th. Sid, who are you pulling for? The Georgia Bulldogs or the TCU Horned Frogs? We know you're from Georgia, but we know you're a Tennessee fan and Tennessee alumni. So you should hate the Georgia Bulldogs, no? Great question. I do dislike the Georgia Bulldogs very strongly. And in a lot of bowl games, I typically pull for the Southeastern Conference teams because I'm one of those 
SEC heads that just, you know, wants the SEC to get all the great publicity. Do I really want Georgia to go back-to-back, though? Not really. As a Tennessee fan, doesn't it pain me to even pull for Georgia once, which I did against Ohio State? Absolutely it does. Can I really pull for the TCU Horned Frogs? Maybe. Maybe. I've got a few days to figure this out. I mean, obviously I can watch without ever figuring it out. I enjoy college football, so I'm going to watch the game regardless. You don't have to pull someone when you watch. You can just hope for a good game. But I'm trying to figure it out. Now, my sister, my parents and I, Tennessee fans, my sister, a proud Georgia fanatic and Georgia alum herself. She's probably horrified at hearing this. But Celeste, I'm just trying to be honest here. (laughs) All right, humans, have a great week. There's a lot in there for you to bite off and chew. And if you want to spit it right back here at the show, listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. See you on Friday. Have a great week. Peace and love. Peace and love.